This is LCM. Pronounced local. Oh, living a creative life. I'm Rawat Majdi. And I'm Muhammad Sirul. We're creatives talking to creatives about what it means to be a creative. So get ready for some delicious conversations and awesome takeaways so that you can maximize your own creative life. Today we have Hashim and Nasser. He's been playing guitar since 2004 and has collaborated with multiple bands of various genres. He's a prominent member at local recording studio The Juke Pro, and he's currently working on his second solo album, which should be ready by the end of 2020. Welcome, Hashim. We're super excited to have you. Yeah, super glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So, Hashim, tell us what you do at The Juke Pro. Um, so, everyone at The Juke kind of has a, a role where you mold to fit whatever you need, right? So, I, I'm predominantly a guitarist. It's, it's, what I, it's my bread and butter. It's what I do. But um, I've also had a hand in producing, so I've, um, I've worked on a song uh, with Carol Suki, which hasn't come out yet, but uh, soon enough. Nice. And uh, um, also, there's a, a track that just went up on our YouTube channel, actually, with Faye, that I worked on as well. That was like a quick weekend's worth of work. And uh, yeah, so whatever I, whatever I need to do is, is basically what I do. But I like to say I, I sort of help run the YouTube channel. Okay, nice. Yeah. That's cool. So you do a little bit of everything, you would yeah, say. Yeah, nice. we all do, to be fair. And also he has the show, the weekly show, the Guess the Solo. That's right, Guess That Guitar Solo, yeah. That's like a, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's which a lot I, of, which it, is not easy, by the way. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I know. And it's, it's, it's one of those things I keep hearing from people. They'd be like, can you play something a little easier? And I was like, ah, but, but, but easy's no fun. <laughs> you know, if you true. know, like episode 10 had come out a couple of weeks ago, and that mm-hmm. was an acoustic episode, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone got five out of five for that. And I was like, great, everyone knows these. But then I looked back at the songs and thought, well, of course everyone knows these. But some Everyone's other episodes, them. like we got zero out yeah. of five. Oh, know? yeah. Those, the episode, those, those episodes make me really happy, actually. <laughs> I, it's, it, it's, it's nice to know that people don't know this stuff. And even if they do know it, that they come to realize afterwards, they're like, oh, wait, yeah, of course I know that song. And if they don't, then perhaps it will get them to go out and listen to the song and maybe appreciate it a bit more. I mean, I don't always do the solos justice, to be fair, but... Um, You're doing but, an amazing job. Well, thank you very much. Hashim, please talk to us about how did you get into music? Um, right, so, like, if you want to go really, really far back, I suppose in kindergarten, I was in the school choir. Oh, wow. And so we for, went far yeah, back. Yeah, 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 <laughs> way, yeah, way, way, way long ago. Um, but I wouldn't say that counts for much. Um, but going through sort of middle school into, into, yeah, through middle school, I was kind of, I took part in a few school plays Mm -hmm. and things like that. Acting isn't for me. I'll do it, but I'm not very good at it. Um, and then I think it was in like year five or six, I picked up the trumpet and I was like, cool, the trumpet's a cool instrument, you know? Um, and I played that for six or seven years, all through school, through high school, I was in the school orchestras and stuff like that. Wow. Uh, yeah, but then uh, then a few of my friends picked up guitars and started playing, and I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool, actually. So put the trumpet down, pick up a guitar, and the rest is history, you know? So Beautiful. just since then, I've just been playing with everyone I get the opportunity to play with. And did with. you get, like, um, like a professional, like, you know, teaching? Like a, um, well, with trumpet, yes. I had, like, mm-hmm. lessons in school. Like, uh, mm-hmm. one of my music teachers was also a trumpet teacher. So, like, in break times, once or twice every week, I would go down to the music department and learn. Um, but for a guitar, it was all just basically me and a few friends. Like, um, I remember when my friends first started, like, sort of their first band, they had been around for, like, five or six months or so, and I said I really wanted to play with them, and they said, okay, if you want to play guitar with us, then here's a nice list of songs, I practice tomorrow. Hmm. 
And it was a list of like 40 songs, right? And they said, practice tomorrow, make sure you know them. I was like, all right, no problem. Stayed up all night, sat there learning these songs, trying to play them till my fingers bled. Next day, went in and just said, okay, cool. I've learned them all. Like, You're kidding, right? No, 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 I learned them all. So we weren't actually expecting you to learn them. It's like, too late. Oh, Here wow. I am. Yeah. So what do you think fueled you that night? Or I'm sure it happened multiple times throughout, you know, your teenage... I think, I honestly, it's hard to say. There's a few sort of factors to it. There's one that's like, I really enjoy the music. So just to be able to play it, even if it isn't my own music, just to know that I can play those songs makes me really happy. To do it with other people, especially people that I get along with, you know, when you, when you meet up with another person, you find out you share sort of a common interest, you almost subconsciously want to, want to live up to their expectation of you, right? You, you kind of want to, you want to impress them ultimately, right? So part of it really was me being a little kid wanting to just impress people. Be like, hey guys, you you know, you guys are in a band. I really want to be in your band, but I have to be really, really good because you guys are really, really good. It means I just I won't sleep. I'm just gonna practice, and that's where I ended up. Was that like back in high school? Like- yeah, this was this was um, 2005. I'd say I'd say 2000. No. Yeah, 2005. That's right. Was I that start- back in the day when the um, rock scene yes. started? Yes, it was. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, well, by it, the way, I was I was like one of the fans, you know. Like, no way. Like, yeah, yeah. I've been to all the concerts. Well, if the- did you go to the one in Mesilla? Yes, I did. Because my band played that one. I was not like, how Ju- can I say it? I was one of the... Uh, they asked me to be with the security guys. Oh wow! I mean, to manage. I mean, yeah. if you were as tall then as you are now, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't like I'm like the memory is like a very very vague. I have no clue who like I can't remember, really remember who played that day. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. I don't. I can barely remember myself. I know that we did. Um, and I think I'm trying to think of the name of the bands that were around at that time. There was like Skull Monkeys, I think they were called. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh God. What was it? Uh, Silent Scream? Silent Scream was like the big band. Yeah, they, they were a huge metal yeah, band. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's funny how popular all these bands got considering they never played an original song, right? True. It was like... True. They you were show- all cover bands? Oh, yeah. You oh, show- wow. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, to be fair, right? A lot of these gigs were a tribute to Metallica. Mm-hmm, you know, every mm-hmm. single band had at least two Metallica songs under their belt that they would pull true, out at any moment. True. And so it really was just like, oh, great. We all know these songs. It's wonderful. We can all sing along, you know? But yeah, um, Silent Scream did an amazing job. Yeah. They stayed on, like, you know, like they, like, it was like a big band. Like, yeah. Uh, the, how the, many people were there? It was like, it was, I think, five, six of them, I, I, if I remember like correctly. Keyboardist and two guitars, I guess. Yes. And Drummer, singer. Singer, yeah. yeah. I remember their bassist, uh, Yusuf, Yusuf Karam. Yeah. Yusuf Karam, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, 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 that's true. And we're talking about like early 2000s here, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was, sort of. I was a kid, I didn't know what was two, going on. Two, <laughs> 2004, 2005, around okay. that time. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay. Yeah, that was a, it was a crazy scene for a short while. And then what happened after? You went for school, right? For, for invert to study. Yes. So, so my bandmates at the time had left for university in 2006, leaving me to myself, basically. So I was like, all right, cool. Well, I guess I'm on my own for this. So I just stayed at home and just played guitar and just practiced and practiced and practiced. Uh, then I went to, after graduating in 2006, I went to ACK for a while. Um, I was there for two years. Yeah, getting my diploma. Um, didn't really get into any bands at that time. I was just kind of just taking care of myself and just playing guitar, you know. 
Um, I went what to were the, you studying? Uh, petroleum engineering. Okay. Yeah. That's a long ways away from. Oh, it is. Music. Yeah. And uh, I think my my dad would have it no other way. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so after I went, I did my dipl- two year diploma in ACK. Went to the UK for a year to try and pursue a degree. Didn't quite work out, so I came back and finished my degree here. And it was when I came back that I met up with um, Mbarak Jamal. He's uh, the bassist for Temple Tree. And we started. A, we had a band called Jelly Shot at the time. It was a blues rock band. Um, we basically, we just played ACK really because there was nowhere else to properly play, right? ACK were really cool about that though. They're just like, here's a stage. We know you're a band. Go ahead and play. Every talent show, you're there. And they before, still are, I have yeah. to say. ACK yeah, is amazing. Doing amazing. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Their music club is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, it was funny because after joining the music club around that time, I found that over time I was in more and more of the show. It was no longer just my band anymore that I was playing for. All of a sudden I was playing guitar as a backing for one singer. And then I was playing guitar for another group who didn't have a guitarist. And before I knew it, I was on stage from beginning of show to end of show because I was just filling in all these other roles. Uh, yeah, and I, that was honestly the best kind of practice you can get. If you want practice going live, make sure that every other band performing with you is missing a member. Oh, well. You'll learn really <laughs> fast. I like that. <laughs> so you say that you've been in multiple bands with various genres. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Okay, so... Let's see. My first band, the first band that I was in in high school was a heavy metal band. Okay. We did Metallica. We did, I mean, to be fair, it wasn't just heavy metal. It was Metallica, some Megadeth, some Iron Maiden. Then we did also did some Muse and stuff like that. So it was kind of like, here's a whole bunch of really cool music. Let's just play that. Um, then my first sort of serious band with Mubarak and that was Jelly Shot. And that was like a blues rock band. So sort of the like Clapton and Stevie Ray and that kind of thing. Right. Um, that kept going for a while and I kind of branched off on my own because I really still enjoyed playing metal music but I also had grown this new fondness for what's called post-rock or like ambient music so I started meshing those two together and it was like heavy metal plus ambience it's two really different worlds that when put together can work beautifully um, and I worked on my first album that I put out in like 2012 2013, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. One of those years. Jivan? Yeah, Jivan, that's mm-hmm. it, yeah. Um, but aside from, the, from that, I was also doing work for, let's see, okay, so I'll just list off the bands that I've played with in the genres. Oh, right. <laughs> let's see, so Morticia, my first band, heavy metal. Jelly Shot, blues rock. Fabrice, reggae. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Bar None was like classic rock. Um, oh, God, try and think of all the others now. Um... Oh, it was Kerohat. Kerohat, yeah. That was a reggae mm-hmm. group. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. I've played with Carol once or twice. So that's kind of like soul, sort of soft. I've played with the Kuwait Jazz Collective, the Ahmadi Music Group. They have like mm. a jazz group that go out and play in Desman. Mm-hmm. I've played with them. I've done um, a show at actually a couple of months ago at uh, the Jabal uh, Jabal Ahmed uh, so, Opera House, and okay. that was like a sort of a grab bag of songs. So it was like some jazz, some like um, Latin music, some classical. So it really is sort of throw music at me and I'll play it. I'm yeah. happy to. It's safe to say that you're all over the board, all yeah, across the definitely. board when it comes to definitely. different genres. Yeah, but you don't want to just do one thing. It's boring. Um, Hashim, that was amazing, and you've been doing that. All of that 
while being an engineer, right? Yeah. Well, up until last year, anyway. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, like, I graduated university in like 2012, and for a year, I worked for Halliburton. Um, and I was a rig hand, basically. I'd work on the ore rigs. Um, and the problem with that is they never tell you when it's going to happen, only that it does. So, like, I was out at the cinema once. I got a call from the boss, like, come on, off we go. And they don't tell you how long you're out there either. Like, I was there for a week once. The overtime was killer, but, like, but there's nothing to do out there uh, except work. And who wants to work for a week, right? Um, but, yeah, so after that, I went to KOC. I was there for five years. And um, I basically just said that I'd, I'd had enough. Um, I mean, not, not to put down anyone who's in the engineering field. I completely respect you guys for what you do. Thank you. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, all eyes I, are on you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not for me. Like, I, I tried. I, I got through all the university and everything, but it, I just, it's just not for me. Mm. Like, uh, as someone who had to retake his chemistry GCSEs three times and who got a C in physics and a C in biology and a C in math. For some reason, everyone's like, Hashim, become an engineer. You know? Uh, no, my, my brain is not wired for that. But I need to ask you a question. Like, um, like I, I always like wonder, I'm really curious about when people take this like huge leap of faith, you know, like jumping and uh, sacrificing their stable job Money to follow definitely <laughs> the passion like uh, for you like music. Can you talk to us about when and how did you reach that decision? Like you know, you can do it. Well, I I mean I'd I'd already made my mind up before I joined Halliburton. I was like I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. uh, it was only when I moved to KOC and I was put in an office. I was like uh uh, -uh I definitely can't do this. Um, it's. Uh, but but moving across to music really was it was it, again I'd already made that decision. It was just a matter of saving up enough money to know that I could do it securely. That makes sense. You know, yeah. like uh, so over those five years, I didn't spend very much. All the money went straight into my account because I knew that if I left that job, nothing else was going to pay me that kind of money. So it's like a long distance, like you know, long term, long -term planning. Long term, yeah. term plan. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I I I'd known that I didn't want to stay in there any longer than five years. It just so happens that five years is the right amount of time before KOC give you a severance package. Hmm. So I was like, ah, five years is up. Cool. Goodbye. Definitely the long con here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I really wanted, I could have stuck it out for another five and then gotten an even better severance. But I, was just, I couldn't. It, re it reached a point where. You know, like no matter, no amount of money can pay for peace of mind. You know what I mean? Like you can give me all the money in the world, but if I'm not happy, I'm not happy. That makes sense. I think another thing that I'd like to point out is that music is not something that you had picked up over like, you know, a couple of years. It was something that you had been deeply engrossed mm -hmm. in since you were in middle school. Yeah. Even as you said, kindergarten, right? Yeah. So I think it's definitely what it sounds like is that you kind of went home to your music job rather you were in a yeah. place of lack of security or lack of comfort and like you didn't know when you were going to go out there and all of that but then you saved up and you went home this yeah. is what it sounds like to that's me that's a nice way of putting it yeah. actually. i never really thought of it that way but yeah totally it's something that was built up over time for yeah. sure it's not something that i think a lot of people and and so i think you've mentioned this on the episode a few on the podcast a few times 
where some people they discover something that really excites them and then in six months they've quit their job and they're yeah. running for the hills you know like yeah. they're ready we, we, to we, do we it go back to the idea of like a go big or go big or we'll go, go home. home and i believe that most of the time you're gonna go home you know like yeah. yeah and for, for for someone to take such a decision they need to actually think about it mm -hmm. but for you like you've been working for six years saving and like you know like planning okay exactly and not just working but actually doing your best while learning and like doing your music and decide for you to reach the point that you know what i'm done here i need to focus on juke pro yeah and 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 you also like doing a degree in music now. That's Can right. you talk to us about that, your experience? Yeah, so I started studying uh, with Berklee College of Music online um, in 2016. Um, mm. I'm set to graduate June of next year if all things go well. In which point I will have a bachelor's degree in music composition for film, TV, and video games. That's beautiful. What I'm gonna do with that, I have absolutely no idea. But I do know it's a step towards what I do want to do, right? All I know that I want to do is that music is my job for the rest of my life. And the reason, like most people, they say, you know, don't make it your job, make it your hobby, right? Sure, you can make it your hobby, but then your hobby is just one of those things that's second to everything else in your life. And that's not how it is. Music really is number one to me. Everything else can wait. You know, I, if, if I have the option to go out and hang out with some friends or a new album's come out and I can listen to it, I'm going to stay home and listen to that album. Wow. <laughs> Seriously, because I, 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 I get a real good kick out of hearing where people go with their music, especially if it's a band that I've listened to for years. You know, a new album comes out, you're like, okay, great. What direction have they gone in? Sometimes it's disastrous, but sometimes it's golden. Like um, a disastrous one would be like St. Anger by Metallica. Not oh. a good album. Oh, I mean, oh. I, I get, yeah, I get, a yeah, good yeah. album, yeah. not by Metallica standards. It's, it's, it was different. Exactly. It, it was, was different. Like, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay? No, again, it's but a I great totally album. But I totally understand why people like, didn't like it like, as much as they liked the other albums. You exactly. get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's always nice. Again, I, I, I listen to music because I like to hear what people are doing, how people think. Um, it's... Listening to it's one thing, and looking at it is a whole other world. Like when someone gives you actual music notation, and you sit down and look at it, and you listen to the music, and you look at it again, you see all these things that you never thought you, you, know, you, you didn't even hear. But then you listen to it again, you're like, oh yeah, that's there. Oh yeah, they did that. Oh yeah, that's a really cool move. You know, things like that. I, I much prefer listening to music than most things. Yeah. So it's safe to say that music is the love of your life. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I uh, I have to tell my future wife that she will only be a mistress. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I have to ask this though. Um, you made the jump from KOC from petroleum engineering into music. Um, how did the people around you react? Um, most of my okay. So let's go from my family were not a hundred percent. I mean, my brother and sister were like, "Look, if you're happy, you're happy, right?" Same with my mom. She, um, she initially, she was kind of like a bit weary about it. She wasn't sure. She's like, but you're not going to make that kind of money. How are you going to, you know, sustain your, yourself through all this time? Um, but she, she'd seen sort of the darker side of me um, working there and how it had really gotten to me. 
and so she came to sort of understand that it, it you know if i'm not if i'm not happy then no amount of money can change that right my extended family were they couldn't understand why you know they're just like why would you why would you leave base what is essentially the best job in this country right if you're an engineer for koc you've got nothing to worry about for the rest of your life um so they were all a little perplexed as to why i would do that but eventually they came around to understanding that you know it's sort of it's my life it's not theirs you know they 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 can make all the decisions they want but i'm the one that lives with them right so yeah, most people weren't really cool with it at first. All my friends and stuff were like, great, wonderful. It's finally nice to see that you're doing something for you, you know? Um, but yeah, uh, it was it was an interesting transition. There was the longest time I hadn't even told my extended family that I did it because I was just worried that I would be shunned. You know, the entire family would be like, nope, go away. We don't want anything to do with you anymore because it's tough moving from you know, an engineering job to a job in music, something that's barely taken seriously as a career. You know, over here, it's a hobby at best. And I don't agree with that. Yeah, it's barely taken seriously in general. Mm -hmm. And then for sure, not as a career. So that's the reason why I asked, because I'm sure you had some amazing, you know, reactions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun seeing people's faces because you don't know exactly how they're going to react, but you know they're going to. They're going to. It's just a matter of how. For me, like when I was like, oh, 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 that's like, that's a big jump, you know, that's a big jump, exactly. There's a story there. Um, Hashim, going back to your experiences with a lot of bands in Kuwait and like playing from soul to blues to heavy metal to uh, pub and let's say uh, reggae and you've been like tasting all these kind of flavors of music when the question is like what do you think of people who sing if you want to do something you need to stick to one thing only I mean you can but you're not gonna grow necessarily once you it's sort of like sitting in a room right once you've seen everything there is to see in that room you can be content with everything that's in the room or you can open the door and see what's outside you know, it's it, nothing wrong with being very, very good at a single thing. But I would argue it's far better to be very to be OK at a lot of things. Right. Um, like I, I, I get into all these different bands and stuff because aside from wanting to just play music, it's a new experience for me. If I stuck to just playing heavy metal bands, I'd be a great heavy metal guitarist. But if I was suddenly asked to play in a jazz group. I wouldn't sound right. I'd be bringing all of my metal into a jazz sitting, which can work if you're really clever about it, but you need to have at least some understanding of jazz before you get into it, right? That's why I like jumping from genre to genre because you you learn all these cool little tricks about each each one. What makes blues sound like blues? What makes jazz sound like jazz? What makes heavy metal sound like heavy metal you know it's not just the screaming it's not just the heavy guitars there's there's something behind it that's ultimately what heavy metal is right um and i like learning those things i like understanding what makes a genre a genre once you figure out what makes a genre a genre how do you use that information um it's fun when it comes to um writing i found because again i'm doing a degree in composing so it's it's something i look for now but um, now, if, say, someone were to come up to me and say, Hashim, could you please write me a song in reggae form? I'd be like, all right, no problem. I already have the rudiments. I understand the basics of what goes into a reggae track, so I can sit there and start working on it. Now, I'm no drummer, 
but I can drum a little bit and I know what reggae drumming is kind of like. So at least from there, I can put together a very basic template of what they want and then go for refining and trying to make it a bit more, you know, what it needs to be. And it works as well for when I'm, if I want to write my own music, for example, you know, if I'm writing something and I feel that there's a section here, it doesn't quite work. How can I change it up? Well, what if I make it synthy? What if I make it kind of poppy? I'll try that. And if it doesn't work, cool. What if I were to try and add a bit of blues to the, to the sound? You know, you can go so many different directions just by incorporating a small sort of piece of another genre into what you do. And I, I like that kind of experimentation. Exploring every field of music so totally. you can actually build something, which goes back to the idea of um, the last episode we talked about. Um, is there something going to be like original or authentic? Like, you know, like out of nothing yeah. kind of music or any piece of art? Right. I totally disagree. So I, I agree with the idea of you need to explore as much rooms and houses and streets so you can actually imagine what you're going to have to, what you're making. Precisely. So, and, and, and in order to write a book, you don't, you don't have to stop yourself from like, you know exploring sci-fi writing and then you go to romans cheesy romans you know the cheesy one you know <laughs> and because you you might need that romantic scene by half through halfway through the book and it it has to be cheesy you get what i'm saying precisely yeah. and if it wasn't cheesy you know <laughs> yeah i think i think you're trying to call pop music cheesy or maybe synth <laughs> pop, no, pop no, no, music no. is kind of cheesy though <laughs> i will say but i get what you're saying i think hashim what you're saying is actually really interesting um you know if we translate it across creative fields if we say for example a poet doesn't necessarily have to stay a poet she can also be a writer yeah. of essays and a writer totally. of novels and and branch out into different kinds of writing um definitely we talked about music we're talking about writing books here um when you when you look across all of the different genres of the creative field that you're in and then you're able to kind of piece together into making something new something beautiful comes out mm -hmm. of it and yeah it yeah. really is a matter of 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 not limiting yourself to one particular thing right like you may want to write a book but if you write a book without having ever read a book you're only going to know what's in your head. That's, right? that's true. You need that's to true. experience other things so, as, so that you know what you want to put forward, right? If you've never been in love, how could you possibly write about love, hmm. right? It's the same kind of thing. You need to go out and experience these things in order to properly understand what it is, how it is you want to put your message across and what your message is. That makes sense. Um, one thing, though, that comes to mind is you say that it's better to be okay at a lot of things and not like a master of one specific thing. And I, I know a lot of people would disagree with you, um, but they might bring up this kind of idea that then you're just kind of like floating around with no actual purpose or direction. So what would you yeah. say to that person? So I've, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's what I kind of, battle with from time to time is when you have so many directions to go in you kind of like great where do I go so the answer to that really is just just pick a direction and go there if it ain't for you you can always turn around right like if I decided one day I'm just going to write a jazz album I could sit down and start doing it what like half a song in I could realize this is really not what I want to be doing 
and fine, at least I've learned something. I can take that and go to the next thing and adapt it to something new. Um, and it doesn't just work, not, not necessarily just in musical genres, but like, um, for example, I, the first album I ever released, not one that's publicly accessible, I will say. I've, I've learned from those mistakes. Um, I wrote this back in like 2006 or something. It was a really, really long time ago. But because I had no one else to help me with it, I learned how to record, I learned how to mix, and I learned how to do very basic production, right? And that was all because I wanted to put an album out, but didn't know anyone else who could do it, right? And even those who I did know could do it, I knew would charge me. And I was like, I'm not exactly in the money right now, you know? Um, nor did I really want many other people to hear it at the time, to be fair. Um, but it, it helps to, to sort of, every time you see someone doing something that you find interesting, ask them questions. Be like, okay, cool. So why are you doing that? How does what you're doing there affect this? Ask questions because the information might never help you, but it just might help you at some point. You know, you never know what you might learn from chatting with an architect about something. And it's safe to say that you need to, to, to learn how to stop. Or don't stop yourself from stopping. Yes. Yeah. Like when you reach a point when you like he like when you just said like you were trying to create a jazz album. Create jazz yeah. create jazz album. But maybe if I like very into jazz and I'm trying my best, well sometimes I need to convince myself or, or like understand, you know what, I need to stop. Mm -hmm. You know, this is yeah. where I need to stop. Yeah, it's it, yeah, you do need to sort of know when the return is no longer worth the cost. You know, it's kinda like great, I've been doing this for, for two years and I still not seen anything for it. Maybe I should stop. You know, or at least not stop necessarily, but sort of divert course. Find something that's definitely worth working for. I can definitely see what you're saying. I think um, what you're saying is that you'd prefer to explore different genres rather than go down the road of like 15 years in one specific genre and then wake up one day and realize that you don't want to play metal anymore. Exactly. Um, yeah. Very interesting way to put it. Very, very interesting way to put it. So Hashim, thank you so much for being here. Um, we've learned so much from you. I don't know what Metallica is. I've never heard any songs. Oh, come on. But, I mean, okay, I know who they are, but I've never heard any music by them. <laughs> looks, like, looks like you have a job to do. I do, I do, yeah. <laughs> but we really appreciated you having, uh, we really appreciated having you here. I really appreciate being here. Thank uh, you so much for Best of luck, me. best of luck. Thank yeah, you so much. And keep doing what studies. you guys are thank doing. Thank you so much. And best of luck with Duke Pro and your studies. I think you guys like up to for like really good things like you know good luck thank, thank you, you so much, much for coming I really appreciate it. thank you so much thank you